Hi, this is Mark Lagon of Georgetown University. Um, I've, I work in the global health community and uh, I used to head Freedom House and serve as the U.S. Ambassador to Combat Human Trafficking. Uh, I'm here with Sohini Chatterjee. Hi, yes, I'm Sohini Chatterjee. I'm on the faculty at Columbia University and uh, a legal advisor for independent international legal advocates and a senior associate at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. Uh, Mark and I wrote a piece uh, that came out in foreign policy last week about the importance of social inclusion in US foreign policy. And Mark, do you wanna talk about a, a little bit about how we came to it? Yeah, uh, Sohini and I were noticing all this dialogue about um, you know, problems for the marginalized and, and those who don't have a voice. It's brought to was brought to the fore by the George Floyd uh, murder, and also quite clear uh, with how COVID nineteen is having a disproportionate impact here at home and abroad for marginalized people. And um, there's really a, a, a gendered um, shadow pandemic of women and girls being adversely affected. Lots of dialogue about the personnel in foreign policy needing to reflect more diversity and inclusion, but we really think the content needs to as well. Maybe that's something an incoming administration can take on. So Haney, what do you think? Yeah, no, I agree completely. And I think that, you know, the U.S. now has an important opportunity to become a leader in this space. Uh, and one of the things that that Mark and I talk about in our article is the possibility of forming a gender equality task force at the National Security Council, as well as establishing a cross-sectoral fund to uh, look at these issues. Um, as he mentioned, the impact of COVID-19 has been particularly hard on marginalized communities and women and girls have been, have been hit by this sort of shadow pandemic. We've seen alarming spikes in gender-based uh, gender violence. Uh, and so, you know, I think that in addition to looking at some of the personnel choices we make both in the U.S. and in the multilateral space, we should look at uh, some of the ways to integrate gender into our, our foreign policy. Mark, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about uh, sort of diversity as well and how there's both a personnel and a, and a policy con uh, issue there. Yeah, we, we see in the global health field the need to democratize the field. There need to be voices. Uh, representing the global south, representing people who are affected by disease, who, um, it, it, to to have a voice in this in the UN uh, and um, within countries, um, and I think really also it, this needs to be embedded in U.S. foreign policy. You know, look at the way that civil society um, actually helped bring solutions to major problems. Civil society drove the Ottawa Landmine Treaty. Civil society has played a crucial role in reaching those most in need um, and most stigmatized, where the the world has has markedly reduced HIV mortality and incidence since its peak in 2004. And the Paris Climate Accord, which the the Biden administration stands to return to, is also something that was really driven by civil society. Um, so, Hini, what do you see as as some of the um, the opportunities? Uh, in multilateral institutions and the U.S. government to take on some of these issues? Well, you know, I think that we we really do need to look at the new administration as an opportunity to, to lead on the global stage again. And one of the ways we can do that is to try to develop policies that deliver for all people. And we've seen historically that, you know, some of the, the 
the states that tend to target certain groups for violence tend to be unstable for many, many decades. Sudan, Afghanistan, North Korea, uh, DRC. And so, you know, we need to be playing the long game and really putting together a foreign policy that defends and supports uh, the marginalized and those whose freedoms are being swept away. Uh, so I think we need to do that in, in both our policy as well as the way we engage in the multilateral space. Great. Well, I, I think, you know, the, the sorts of issues that the United States stands up for <clears throat> in policy content are really important. Yes, um, there has to be a self-conscious effort um, by a new administration um, to have uh, more inclusion, but to not just look like America, but to think like America and, and the world. Someone who read the article said to me, do you really mean that 50% of foreign policy positions should be filled by women? And I said, yes, because that's going to change the policy. But I think we need to think about the content. You know, when a, a whole group of people um, is targeted for, by atrocities in China, the Uyghur Muslims, the, the United States needs to have a policy that prioritizes doing that. That issue, you know, should be taken to a commission of inquiry um, at the UN. The US should re-enter the UN Human Rights Council and prioritize that. So Hini, do you have a last thought as we're coming towards uh, the end of our time? Well, you know, this was a really exciting piece to write, and I think it came out of a really difficult time in this country, you know, with the COVID-19 pandemic and uh, the tragic death of George, George Floyd. But I do think we have an opportunity to make the future a little bit brighter, and this is one of the ways that we should do that. Uh, partnering with you in this dialogue, in this article, uh, it was a, a wonderful thing, and we'd love to continue talking with all of you out there, too. Bye.